Hello and welcome to the very first episode of Road to Juxtape, where we take a road trip through the endless opinions and thoughts of this world. So grab your favorite drink or snack. Today's suggestion is going to be some hot tea because we're going to discuss some very interesting topics and buckle up because it's going to be one hell of a ride. I'm your host Jude and before we get into today's topic, I want to address the elephant in the room. At least I feel like it's an elephant in the room, which is the theme of the podcast. If you did notice, it's kind of giving the 70s vibes or the 70s in general with the color and everything and I know I know the colors of the actual artwork like blue orange green yellow I swear I do have a style I do it's just the fact that I loved the palette of the 70s and I needed to incorporate some kind of juxtaposition into the poster or into the artwork you know I know it just looks funky it looks weird but to me it it looks just unique as overrated as unique can be okay um i know the colors can be a mismatch but i love it so i needed to explain that because it to me it looked nice fine but to other people it might look questionable i do have a taste and a style thank you very much but it just gives it a little bit of dash of spiciness today's topic is going to be one that's dear to my heart because life update life update because as if everyone's interested in my life um i'm graduating this spring slash summer because um spring and summer graduate together uh, in, in my university so it's in june and it's scary it's actually terrifying that after all these years with a specific thing and a purpose that you have to do in your life now suddenly they're telling you you're free now you can do whatever you want now you get the full trial of the game that you've been playing free trial is over you know and it's scary because you don't know what to do so that's today's topic before the big bang of adulthood now if you're wondering to yourself and you're asking jude where is the juxtaposition in this topic i'll tell you it's basically as Shakespeare once said, to be or not to be. And in our case, to be employed or not to be employed. That's our dilemma. Welcome and make yourself at home. So I did my research. So you guys don't have to do that. I did and searched what to do after graduation. Now I had some couple of plans in mind, but I'm still like not sure. I don't have a proper place to be like, yes, this is where I'm going to be. And this is what I'm going to do. Because it's typical for graduates to not know what the hell they want to do in their life after they graduate. And unless you are one of these ambitious, very ambitious people who have their life planned out in front of you. If you are one of them, kudos to you because I have no idea. Um, so let's go through what I have searched and let's go through the results. Suggestion number one, travel. Take a gap year. Live your life. I mean, are they like targeting people who have money in the bank and just ready to go out and live laugh love i i don't know because for some people it's just not quite possible although i obviously want to travel for example go to the caribbean or a place with serenity you know just live your life second option continue your studies I did not study 12 years of high school, 4 years of college, to say I want to study more after 16 years of studying. 
Although we all do know that learning never stops, you just keep learning in life. But I, what I meant basically is not to have an exam at the end of every single week. Because that's traumatizing for me. As all of us have the same trauma is basically the stress of having someone to examine us is just it's not fitting anymore. It's outdated for me. Third option is basically find a graduate job. Do you think I would have searched the question what to do after graduation if I knew that I had to find a graduate job? I don't think so. It just baffles me sometimes how they think their simple answers can solve our very complex problems. But thank you. Fourth option, become an entrepreneur. I mean, the option is always available, I'm not gonna lie. But you know what they forget to always tell you is how. Being an entrepreneur is not an easy road to go through, so. Fifth option, teach abroad. I mean, it goes hand in hand in traveling. The fact that you have to buy a ticket is just part of the step to go to do whatever you want, you know. Um, there are other creative options. Be an adventure guide. Okay, sure. I mean, I would have studied four years of college and 12 years of uh, middle high school and primary school just to be an adventure guide. I, there is nothing wrong with being an adventure guide because sometimes they climb mountains and they just forget that they have one life. But again, it's, it's not for me. There is another option that says become a nanny. I have two siblings. I think I've got that experience more than enough. Become a research assistant. I actually have a couple of friends who took that road and one of them told me it gets boring. Now, depending on the research that you're doing, because becoming a research assistant means you're not the actual one doing the research, you're just assisting with it. Invest in your passion. Shouldn't I have a passion in the beginning? I mean, to me, I discovered my passions very late in life. My passions were discovered in my second year of university, so I had no idea what to do before that. Actually, that's a lie. I do like writing. That was one of my passions. But how far can you go with writing, you know, without knowing how to write a book, how to publish one, and how to create one in the first place? Um, the second one says, pursue a part-time job you're passionate about. Doesn't that go hand in hand in investing your passion? I mean, I could think of an example that I saw on the internet the other day, which was becoming a barista. That's actually really interesting. Um, they make such interesting coffees and the concentrations, it's actually real science and it's just not putting this certain concentration of coffee with this concentration of water and that's it. it there is an actual coffee lab inside these coffee shops, so... It's really fascinating. This is one of the options that I just thought of at the top of my head. Um, but there might be obviously a lot more. Um, a volunteer. Um, I'll leave that to you guys. I have no idea what to volunteer for. I mean, where I live, I don't know where can I volunteer. Sure, it just gains more experience. I understand. It gives you the experience without taking the money back. You're doing good for the world, basically. Teach English abroad. That also involves buying a ticket. Moving on. Organic farming. I mean, I could barely keep a plant alive, let alone keep a whole field of tomatoes. So that's questionable. These were the results for what to do after graduation. And then I stumbled upon a website that gave advice on what to do in adulthood and what adulthood is like. So let's read them. I mean, before we start, okay, I believe that we should be given a kind of a manual 
or a catalog on what to do when you graduate, especially like the basics, you know, taxes, how to pay your rent, how to talk to your landlord. I mean, if one of the offers is start an entrepreneurship freelance job, then there should be a, a way of telling us how to start that and maybe apply for a license or here are the options you can do after you graduate. I would like a presentation on what to do after I graduate instead of a presentation on how to put my seatbelt in my car, you know? It's just standard things. So the first advice is the real world is more fun than grumpy adults have ever told you. That That's actually a good start because most of the people now when you ask them, hey, how are you doing? How's your job? It's like, it's fine. It pays the bills. It's like, fine. It's something to be grateful for that you're paying your bills, you know? Second one, one of your friends will be instantly successful. Way to kill the beat. Wow. So should I congratulate them or like be jealous of them? What should I do with this information? It's just like maybe preparing yourself. It's like you're not a disappointment, but some people like succeed in life faster than others, which is actually a great advice if you think about it. Although it's written in such a blunt way, it's like your friend is going to be more successful than you in a faster way. It's like, tell me your, your secret. But um, basically that, yes, everyone has their own pace in life. So if your friend suddenly makes it on the cover of Vogue magazine in the next week and just hits the jackpot, you should be happy for them because they cracked the code and you didn't. <laughs> it's fine. It's actually fine. You know, taking things slow is better than things happening fast because you take your sweet time enjoying every single moment that took you to reach that success. Actually, this is how I'm going to convince myself. It's it's a it's a really reasonable argument that I'm going to just go with. Okay. Um, the third advice says your first job might not involve your major in a major way. I mean, I did know that before because um, I had some people in my family who graduated with a bachelor degree of something and then ended up working with something else. So that is a given for me. I know that my job maybe is going to be different than the certificate that I graduated with. And this is life. You have to adapt to it. That's what life teaches us to adapt to the changes that it throws at us. Okay, the fourth advice is your 20s are lonelier than you think they'll be. I appreciate the honesty of the writer, honestly. Ah, honesty and honestly. Wow, okay. But I really appreciate their honesty. They're just like not giving us any sugar coating and they're just giving us the truth. So I really appreciate it. But I think I read somewhere that um, when you think that you are binge watching your own TV show and you think that others are having the time of their life, trust me, they're not. They're just binging another show on Netflix, maybe on Hulu, who knows, but like different subscription, different show, but same sitting, you know, you're just both sitting on the couch, binge watching your shows and thinking that others are having the time of their lives. I mean, it is partly because we stopped being gathered in a place where we are surrounded by our age group because, you know, once you graduate, you become in the midst of 30s and 40s and as in between people who are 30 and 40 and 50. So you kind of disconnect from your age group because you don't gather in the same place anymore because university is where you guys used to go together. Um, fifth advice, being an adult comes with a large amount of paperwork. That's sad that like life is not progressing and instead of paperwork, it's digital work. Yeah, I know that's the only thing that I focused on. 
Um, but I think I knew that kind of a way, watching my parents paying their bills and making sure everything is on track. But recently, everything has become digital as far as I know. Um, but there are paperwork, things that you have to sign, make sure that you're up to date with this, make sure you have to do that. It is a lot of paperwork. Yeah. Fifth, I think sixth advice. Your generation gets unfairly labeled for entitlement. Do not accept that. Thank you. Um, yeah, I think I get where the writer is coming from, which they're saying is basically our generation is usually labeled as people who don't know what they're doing or we're just like the depressed people who have no idea what to do in life. And for the fact that I'm not depressed, but I am clueless, it does say something. But, but Plato, a Greek philosopher, did once say that I am the wisest man alive for I know one thing and that is that I know nothing. It's basically telling us that the adults would act like they know everything and treat you like you know nothing, when in fact they as well know nothing. In the article that I read, it says that people who are older than us fear us, actually. Why? Because we know in technology and in the modern age kind of trends more than they do. So in reality, we both need each other. We need their guidance through life because they've lived longer. And they need our knowledge to be up to date with life. Advice number seven says, pay attention in meetings. I did have experience in going through meetings because I worked in my university for the radio station that was there. Um, we did have meetings. We did have some like serious kind of gatherings we had to discuss and make plans and do serious business. So I know what it means when you have to pay attention in meetings because it would sound really weird when you ask, hey, um, what was the meeting about after it ends? So just like pay attention in that boring half an hour, boring one hour actually. Um, sometimes it's boring if it doesn't involve you, but if it does, I mean, it's a one-on-one -on -one situation. It, it, it depends. Okay. Eighth advice is treat your emails like they matter. I mean, one of the most important things that I have learned during my four years of college is to pay attention to emails. This is like a staple in my life right now. I would check my emails every single day just in case there is something that interests me or there is something that involves me. For example, they have been recently sending out um, workshops that involve my major. So that's something if I didn't pay attention to, I would have missed. Okay, ninth advice, take risks. This is actually a very important advice to take because we are used to our comfort zone and our mundane way of living that we stopped taking risks and just jumping and live and see what happens. Because we fear consequences. We are afraid of regret. At least I am afraid of regret. And what would happen if I actually pick that choice, you know? So taking risks would actually make life a little bit interesting and spicier. And who knows, maybe it would open another door for a way of living, you know? Tenth advice, hold your money with an open hand. Now I read about this and it says that do not follow money throughout your career life because humans by nature always want more. You know, if you started with a, let's say a $5 job, because this is an example, we're not going extremes, a $5 job, and then you found a job that offers a $7 job, but it does the same. 
I mean, it does pay the bills. Sure, it gives you a more comfortable life because you don't have to worry financially, but doesn't make you grow. I believe that we have to follow the path that makes us grow more, whether it was skills, whether it was personality, because money comes and goes, but the things that you learn stay. Now, of course, there is always two sides of the coin. Some people would follow the path of money because they would prefer the luxury in life or the comfortableness of not to have to worry financially. But in my opinion, I think we should follow the path that would make us grow in our personality, in our character, and in our skills. But just so I don't sound snobby and that I actually understand the value of money, of course, if you have the same job, but it pays better, obviously you would go to the one that pays better, because why not? Who would not want more money with the same job that they're doing? The meaning that I was trying to send is basically... If your current job has more of a chance for you to grow with a less paying salary than the one that is offered to you with higher salary, but it doesn't give you that chance to grow. I think if you have the luxury to pick the one with a lower salary, of course, because some people have their own commitments to attend to. So obviously they should pick the one that would make their life much more comfortable than the ones that would make them grow because I believe chances come and go eventually. There's no one chance that would come once and would never come back. So 11th advice, if you move home, make sure you bring an exit strategy with you. I mean, it didn't specify anything about appreciating that you have a family in your first place. So I'm assuming this is about European culture because when I read the paragraph According to this advice, it says, pay your rent to your parents, do your laundry, uh, make sure you have a plan when you want to leave, make sure that you know when to leave. I mean, that is a way of living in a different part of the world, because according to where I'm from and the culture that I'm from, um, I'm always welcome at my parents' house, which is nice. At least I'm always welcome not to leave. No, but seriously, um, this can be translated according to which culture you belong to, because family means different things in different cultures okay i think it's our 12th advice don't spend time with idiots and then wonder why it's hard to meet someone great wow so they're calling me out on so many levels it's like they're telling me that you're spending time with idiots so don't wonder then why you're not meeting good people i mean it is good advice because at some point you meet people who don't help you Grow in life, again, we're going to the growth part because it's nice to update then the older version of yourself. If I stayed the same as my 15-year-old self, I don't think I would have survived these five years of college. And growing is an important part of life. If you surround yourself with idiots, you're gonna become an idiot because you're gonna be categorized into that group. I didn't even read the book Surrounded by Idiots, I should. Okay, I think this is our 13th advice. Jump into the wild west of side jobs. Um, sure, listen, the gaining of experience part and the gaining of money part, it has two sides of the same coin, again. But the thing is, when you're juggling these side jobs, it would increase your stress. Personally, I wouldn't recommend it because I don't know how to handle multitasking. But if you can, then go for it. I mean, if it has your passion or if it pays the bills. Depends, honestly. Okay, the 14th advice. Figure out which part of your career needs the most work. 
This is actually some great advice because now after I am almost graduating, I figured that I still have some weak points in my skills that I need to update, work on more to maybe get a better chance at, ge at getting a job because the work field is kind of tough and it is competitive. So if you don't meet the standard, you're going to get eliminated. And people don't look back in the Hunger Games. So yeah, it is a... It is a very legit advice. Fifteenth advice, don't become a dinosaur. That basically connects back to our point in which never stop learning, or as Dory once said, don't stop swimming, or just keep swimming. Sorry, sorry Dory, just keep swimming. We don't stop learning in life when we graduate college because there is always something new to learn every single day. And when you have a planet like Earth with like 7 billion people and counting, there is always something new to learn. Okay, I think this is our 17th advice. I, I'm trying to keep count, honestly. Don't burn many bridges. Oh, I've heard this one somewhere where it says, leave your relationship with people on its peak or in its best form and don't leave while burning the bridge. Burning the bridge actually means leaving on bad terms. Like you two had a fight and you left and never talked since then. Because life is unexpected. Again, it has many ups and downs. So you never know when you're going to need that person again. And when you need them again, people don't do favors when they're in a bad term with another person. So like, keep your slate clean. Try as much as possible to keep the communication going because people fall out because of misunderstandings or of miscommunications. Because you never know when you need that helping hand. Okay, our 18th supposedly advice, put your phone down when talking to someone. This is one of my pet peeves, personally. If I'm talking to someone, I need their full attention. And, and same goes with others, actually. It shows a matter of respect and a matter of, like, I appreciate what you're saying and I am paying attention and thus I will reply as so, you know? So keeping your phone down means you're giving them the, your full attention and it gives off the impression that you respect whatever they're saying and you give value to what they have to say. 19th advice. Remember, it's all an audition. Now, from what I understood of what the writer was meant to give out or send to us is basically life is full of trials when applying in jobs. And when you have a certain job that doesn't meet your standard or doesn't meet your criteria, for example, you're looking for a full time job. The job that you're offered is a part time and it doesn't offer as much. It basically says that don't be picky with picking your jobs. This is actually great advice for me because the other day I was talking to my mom about what I want in my job. And she says, Jude, that this is a time where jobs are luxury. We went through a pandemic of two to three years where people had to be fired out of their jobs for financial issues. And for the people who still had their jobs, they felt grateful, even though they hated their jobs, some of them at least, they felt grateful that they still had their jobs. So in these times of days, we should be grateful to actually have an opportunity to apply for a job and get accepted. If it's a part-time job, wait for the time. Maybe they'll actually accept you in full time if they see that you're serious enough and you actually meet their standards. So never give up and don't assume. 
Because the only thing consistent in life is change. So our last and 20th advice says, Drake was right. Starting from the bottom, now we're here. We have to appreciate that not all of us are going to get the, the job of a manager, the CEO of a company, or just like get into a decent job the second we graduate. There is a serious amount of hustle that we have to do to reach to a part where we consider ourselves successful. And we have to start from the bottom. We have to go through the struggles of paying rent, paying the bills, and sometimes starting from the bottom would give you more experience in dealing with different kinds of people. I believe that you would be more exposed to a variety of colorful people, you know? So we always forget that the destination is only a goal and the actual adventure and the actual effort that we have to put is through the journey. And there are some sweet moments in the journey that you're going to learn from and you're going to remember. And remembering the journey and having fun with it is better than just looking at the goal and not knowing or not paying attention to that journey, to that position that you want or to the destination that you are hoping to reach. Just like we are now enjoying the road trip while reaching to the conclusion of this episode. Thank you so much for listening to the very first episode of Road to Juxtapy. I hope this lighthearted episode um, attended to your needs for today. Because I thought that we need a warm-up before we get down to business and meet the Huns properly. We have some hefty topics to talk about in the next episode of Road to Juxtapy. I hope you enjoyed very much. And I hope to see you in our next episode. Don't forget to click the notification button on your Spotify and Google Play so you can be notified whenever I upload an episode. And join me on my Instagram account, Jude Gharaybe, that is J-U-D-E. G-H-A-R-A-I-B-E-H on Instagram where we're going to have some questionnaires and we're going to have some discussions about today's episode. So tune in and I hope I'll see you soon. Bye!